Hello there and welcome to episode 96 of the Penetic Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as always by a man that's so good at reviewing pens heel eraser all the money from your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> good job, mate. How are you? Oh, got it out That there. was awesome. That was awesome. You had to like write that down to make sure you got it, didn't yep, you? Yep, I wrote. I wrote it down. I'm, I'm reading it. Pens heel eraser. <laughs> so I'm very proud of that one. So I, am I the pilot friction of pen reviews? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, what's going on? I'm excited about this episode. Are you excited about this episode? Of course I am. Not just because I get to talk to you, but we also have a guest with us this week. We sure do. We have Mr. Andy Welfley. Hi, Andy. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. So, Andy is a um, is a pencil guy. You're a pencil geek, and and that's hence the uh, pencil related intro for Brad today. <laughs> um, so, we're going to yep. be talking about some pencil stuff today. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we've been Andy and I have been. When did we first approach this? It's been months since you're like, hey, if you ever need someone to talk pencils, I'm like, you know what? We do. And then, you know, things get things get sideways and, you know, months and months go by and we finally, I'm glad we finally got on the same on the same page and we got this show put together because I think it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I think, um, I think so you were my, uh, the one who invited me to app.net and I think it was right after I joined that we started even just talking about a little bit. So, yep. it's a, that's a really good place to... Uh, to just kind of go back and forth. And I, uh, I think I just kind of eventually just begged you and said, hey, I want to come talk about pencils. But, and then, you, <laughs> yep. did, then yep. you did the great trick of bribery where you sent, well, you, at least me, you sent me a big bag of pencils. So I did. Yeah. I was going to send one to Brad, but I figured he had a bunch of them and he didn't just need more sitting around. I do. I actually, um, you know, normally I keep um, a little field notes notebook and a pen to just to jot down things while we're doing the show, like show titles and other notes I need to talk about. But I, uh, I swapped that out and I brought in a batch of pencils today that uh, that we yes. will definitely definitely be talking about because I have I have lots of questions. So Absolutely. we will. And for those who do who rec- who recognize Andy's name or may not recognize his name, you may recognize his blog. It's uh, woodclenched.com. and we'll talk more about that as we uh, we go in the episode. But just uh, so y'all can. You know, put put two and two together. Um, that's where Andy writes all his uh, pencil ramblings. But um, Mike, we got a little bit of news, a little bit of follow up to go through, real quick, and uh, we'll get Andy to chime in here too. So um, I say, let's do it, huh? Sounds like a great idea. All right. So I don't know how many times you got this link sent to you this past week, Mike, but I got it several times. Um, Gizmodo ran a very simple post. Um, on their tech blog called What Is Your Favorite Pen? And as I'm staring at it right now, it's got 798 comments <laughs> to this post, which is pretty crazy. It was like a, uh, I don't know, 7,500 word post, maybe. And the author's just saying, hey, what's your favorite pen? And then, and then you know, whoring out some Amazon links um, <laughs> through, as they do. So, um, But it's interesting in the fact that it wasn't interesting at first. Um, I mean, like, the, you pull up the pull up the article, the first thing you see is, boom, Pilot G2, of course. Um, but then you started getting into some interesting things, you know. And, you know, most of all, the, the popular in-store pens that we talk about, that I talk about are, like, the really good off-the-shelf store pens, the Pilot Precise V5, Uniball Jetstream, Uniball Vision Elite, all those are real popular and you scroll down, and there's just kind of this theme. Hey, these are all the pins off the store shelf. And all of a sudden, you get down there. And then, well, aside from the different different uh, pin island uh, jokes that uh, people always enjoy making, um, there's a few a few fountain pins jump in there, and you start seeing a, Mo- a Muji Jelly Ink and you know some Lamy Safari. So, and it, I, it's a very good representation of the general public, the non-pedatic public, for the most part, um, for what they feel are the best pens. And actually, you know, it's it's really good stuff. I mean, it's just, it's all the good stuff off the, 
off the store shelf, and there's really not a bunch of junk in there, to be honest with you. So it's uh, it's a pretty good article if you just want to browse through the comments. And uh, Andy even jumped in there with the with what do you have the the vision? I had I had the, the uh, elite. I think it was the original vision. The elite's the one that has the um, uh, the little extra like little viewports on the the end of it, and it's it's more white than it is silver, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah mine was mine was the original uh, vision, specifically in evergreen ink. I like to mm-hmm. write in green in green ink, and all through all throughout high school and college, I used these. I would just go to Office Depot and just buy like twenty four of them at a time and just just use them up. <laughs> so I used, to, I, I, I used to only write in green ink to, like when I was in in high school just because I mean at the time you couldn't get like purple and orange and all this other cool stuff and yeah you know I didn't want to write in black or blue and I think green just seemed to be the thing for me too so that's pretty cool yeah and uh, I as far as I knew um, until I saw this you could not get the evergreen ink anymore which is a little bit a little bit darker and richer um, but I just found when I was looking through, I found an Amazon link that does have evergreen ink links. So I may have to uh, erase some of my wallet and uh, <laughs> <laughs> go get that. Yeah, I actually haven't. I don't even know that I've seen the evergreen evergreen ones, but I, I have used the uh, the regular green. Yeah. So what's your favorite pen, Mike? Did you reply to this thread? No, but I was thinking about it, and I've been thinking about it, and I have a. I don't know if this is the response I've given previously, but I I do know what it is now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what? the Pelican M two one five. Yeah, that's awesome. We've I've got a a gold nib in it, so it's it's like another thing to add. And also, I mean, the model that I have, you can't get anymore, but it's the same as the one that they currently sell. They just look different. Yeah. Um, and I I replaced mine with a gold nib, but that and Hiroshizuku um, Fuyugaki. Mm-hmm. Which is the orange ink that I enjoy so much. That pairing is just unstoppable. That is That's a handsome great. pen. It's a it's re- a real beauty to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone actually dropped a pelican in in this Gizmodo thread way down towards the bottom. So good work. That is good. That is good. So anyway, yeah. If you got uh, ten fifteen minutes to spend, you can go scroll through that um, thread. It's actually it's actually pretty decent. I mean, it's not you know. Sometimes you think of all these tech bobs, tech blogs get all trolly and spammy, but um, it's actually pretty decent. There's some good conversation in there, so that's pretty cool. So there was a new pen by Retro Fifty One that we got linked to yesterday. Was that yesterday, Mike? Mm-hmm. I lose track of what day it is. Regardless, they, um, Retro Fifty One came out with a new pen called the Retro Fifty One Tornado Touch. So now what's cool about this pen is that it's basically like the Tornado Mini. Did you ever get that Tornado Mini? We talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, and you did not like it at all. Um, what was the problem with that? I can't, I'm sorry, I can't it, even remember, okay. remember was, at this it point. It was a rollerball, not a ballpoint, or the other way around. I still get them mixed up. Yeah, it's what probably a, a ballpoint because that's what this one is. This is a ballpoint. Yeah, it's not a rollerball. Yeah, it's not a rollerball, but I haven't seen the refill, so maybe it can be swapped into a rollerball refill. But um, this is an interesting pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've decided that the Tornado style should be made into a mini pen, which I'm all for. Then they've decided, well, since we're doing a mini pen... The thing to do now is mini pens need styluses. Do you know what? So Until it's... now, I had not realized this was a mini pen. Yeah, I had paid. I not paid full attention to the image where they yeah. try and prove it's a mini pen by holding it on an iPhone. But mm-hmm. I just figured that the iPhone was there to show it was a stylus, less to show the. Hmm. Okay. Well, if it's a mini pen, think... then it's then I'm not. You're not going to be able to swap out, and that's the, so it goes back to the same problem. So, it's uh. Yeah, see, it's gonna it's gonna have that issue because it's a ballpoint. Yeah, but I mean, I need to see the refill because there's plenty of mini pens that you can swap out the refill on. Yeah, and but get it's like a like a gel D1 size refill. But this may not be that. But you know, for me, the Retro Fifty One is about that refill. I know. So. I agree completely. But um, it, I thought Retro Fifty One for you is about the uh, mustache and derby. I c- now, so <laughs> the, the mustache is a little much, I think. 
So basically, they've taken the the stylus, the conductor stylus, and they've made it to look like a what you say a, a derby, or I would say derby hat, but mm-hmm. I'd also call it a bowler hat. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. So it's it's the kind of like the the lip with the the sort of rounded section that goes up on to the mm-hmm. top. So they've kind done the Charlie, that. Charlie Chaplin is that? Did he make that hat famous? Yeah. Is that a Chaplin hat? Yeah. 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 Um, so I can see why they've done that, right? Because they've taken the existing sort of manufacturing process and they've added the, this obvious what would appear to be the simplest way to get that on there to me would mm-hmm. be to make a piece that fits around the lip of the edge of the, the the twisty metal part yep and then you make a you have to make a finer point because it would be too difficult i actually kind of like it i think it's kind of cute having mm-hmm. the bowler hat and the mustache. There's something about it. Like I think I can see why they've done this. They've made a, a stylus. This is the way I would probably do this. They've made a stylus point, which looks like a bowler hat. If you've done that, put a mustache on the pen. Like that <laughs> just seems so logical to me. And the folks over at Retro Fifty One did contact me and asked if I wanted one to play around with, and I said yes. And I've asked for the black one because then mm-hmm. it kind of looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, well, it looks like the clip of the pin looks like his tie. Exactly. Right? So it's like the shirt and the tie. So it makes him look like, in, in essence, he's wearing a little tuxedo. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I want to try it out. I'm, I'm a big fan of the products of this company. So I figure yeah. it will be worth at least giving it giving it a while. But I, I feel like it's not going to have the, the refill that I like, which will be a shame. But uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, and they and they reached out to me too, and I asked for the black one as as well to test out. So we'll uh, maybe this one we'll we'll do uh, dueling reviews on the uh, podcast once we get them in. Sounds like a good idea to me. So thank you, Retro Fifty One, for reaching out, and thanks for everyone who uh, sent us this. Um, you know, I I was my 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 initial was reaction was oh this is ridiculous, but the more I stare at it, I, I can't wipe the smile off my face. And I think it, that's the point of it. In, yeah. In honesty, I think it's a really fun, fun uh, yeah. little pen. So, so. I received um, an interesting email uh, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. I There's this little company from uh, Georgia that I don't know if you'd heard of, Brad. Mm-hmm. And they no. sent me, they finally, after many months of ag- like agonizing wait, sent me a shipping mm-hmm. notification for some products that I ordered. Who is that? This is your your company, Knock. Oh no, oh, Knocko! Finally got my uh, my shipping notification for my all of the cases, so I'm very excited. Cool, to have yeah, more pen cases there. than I could ever need. Yeah, you will. It's a lot of cases. <laughs> but- I've been seeing lots of pictures, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I have so many pen cases. Hey, you're going to need more than that, so you'll fill those up immediately, and you're going to need more. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I hope get- they show up soon. I got my high tower months ago. Yeah, if depending on the levels, <laughs> we got um, uh, some went early, some went later, and in, in the, all the cases and the mass storage levels are at the end, just because of how we manufacture them and just the the quantities and colors and different styles. You know, I've probably got for every single person that I haven't shipped yet, I bet I have six of their seven cases, right? But I can't ship until I have that final one. So we're working through that right now. But everything else is shipped except for those two mm-hmm. big levels. And I've already started shipping a bunch of those. So people should uh, people should start seeing them rolling in. And I think everyone's happy that we're finally to that level where a lot of people backed and have been waiting patiently for us. And we appreciate that. And the feedback has been out of this world. So um, Jeff and I are really pleased with how everything's going. And uh, hopefully we'll get these rest of it out uh, sooner than later i mean i know we're cranking on it hard so and i got more to ship out uh, today and tomorrow so it'll just be a a constant stream until we're we're done with that over the next couple of weeks so good I'll, cool. I'll be anxious to uh see what you think when you get yours mike i'll be doing a review for the show awesome it will take four thousand episodes <laughs> <laughs> one one uh one case per episode yep <laughs> well you got a you got a good uh email in your inbox i got good real mail in my mailbox between friday and saturday i had the most ridiculous mail day ever i was up actually a friday i was in atlanta working with jeff making cases and i came home friday to the two twisbees that i had ordered which i mentioned last show um the twisby classic in blue with the 1.1 stub nib and the twisby macarta um 
with an EF nib, which I plan on switching out um, to something else. I'm just swapping out the nib. So those came in, and it was late Friday night, and I was tired. I'd been working all day up in Atlanta, and I was I was up at like five in the morning to drive up there and do all that stuff. And by the time I got home, I, I opened up the boxes, and I was like, "Oh, these are cool. Everything looks good." And I just set them aside to, you know, mess with them on Saturday. I did notice on the the Twisby Classic, and I got a photo. We'll put the show notes, uh, put the link in the show notes. Um, they have new packaging. Uh, I don't know if all the pins are coming with this new packaging, but it's way better than their last packaging. The last packaging looked cooler. This pack- packaging is way more functional. Um, every time I'd open up a Twisby um, box everything, from before, everything falls out. Everything just flies out, little holders and everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Those little plastic things. I like them because they look nice in the boxes, but they like they never go back in the same way. Yeah, and that's what I'm never... saying. It's beautiful, but it's yeah. not functional. This one's not near as beautiful. It's way more functional. Sure. <laughs> it's got like the little foam cutouts where everything just slots in, and it's in there firmly in a little snap box. Um, so that's cool. So I held off on trying those i figured i'd have time on saturday and then i got like the hugest surprise ever in my mail on saturday and we're gonna have to talk about this on the next episode because it's a extraordinarily long topic and we'll we'll tease it but um i got an edison menlo that i did not order and there's pictures of that on instagram and we're gonna tease that and we're going to save that story for next week because it's a great story um, behind that. Um, it was a very cool thing that someone did for me. And you can read the, the link in the if you go to the show notes and read the, the um, Instagram notes, you'll, you'll get an idea. But uh, anyway, so that was cool. And I also got the Doan Large Utility Notebooks that Chad Doan sent me a pack early. Uh, to check out. They are awesome. So we'll do a, we'll do a full, full review of that next week too because I don't want to uh, – I don't want to take too much time for our our pencil loving friend here because I want to get into yeah, and I want to get into this <laughs> stuff too. So, so um, and one other thing that I started to tease on Instagram, I had a big Instagram day because of all this stuff I got in the mail. Another thing I got in the mail is um, I've I've let the cat out of the bag, Mike. That um, episode one hundred is going to have a giveaway of epic proportions. Let's, I think that's actually a good title right there. Yeah, the the giveaway of epic proportions. So anyone that can count realizes that we're a month away now from episode 100 of this show. Some people said it would never be done, but but we've got to that point. Um, and me and Brad have been talking about what can we do for that episode. Do we want to do something special or whatever? And then I can't remember which one of, it, of us it was. It was probably Brad because he's the brains of the operation suggested a giveaway so uh, we've been talking to a bunch of our friends and i won't say anything more Mm -hmm. right now but if you are a listener of this show you're going to basically will want to kill for what we're uh for what we're going to be doing on episode 100 and i think we've worked out a way that we're going to do it too yep yep so So we'll uh, uh You know, we might be teasing it a little bit beforehand, but we're definitely not going to let the cat out of the bag until episode 100. But needless to say, you should um, definitely be um, downloading and listening to that show, not just downloading. Like we're not, we're not even kidding either. Like it's it's so big to the point that you could give somebody who doesn't own anything all of this stuff, and they will be a pen addict just by design of how much (laughs) stuff we're going to be giving away. I'm really, really excited, including as well from me, I'm going to be contributing a uh, very rare item. Yep. So it's it's going to be exciting. I I assume I don't qualify, uh, Brad, since I uh, won that other giveaway. That's right. Andy, I (laughs) I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Gosh, that was only like two weeks ago. Andy won the, uh, uh, the Caveco AL Sport uh, giveaway on my blog with the uh, the rarer, um, even though it's the same odds as any other number, as as I am, as I am uh, prone to say to all the <laughs> skeptics, um, 
the rare number one of what 600 and something. He was the first post. I mean, the first uh, comment on the post, I hit the random button and I'll be danged if number one didn't come up out of <laughs> six, so it was 600 and something entries. Number one. And I even had to, had to show the proof on that one. Just I remember so that. I remember yep. that now. Uh, Cause I yep. remember you putting the image in the post to be like, see, <laughs> yeah. Cause I never do that because I really don't care. I mean, I mean, if I, was, I was really glad that I didn't just write first on that comment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy that actually won the groove, he said, oh, now I'm going to be known for that horrible groove pun that I made in my comment. <laughs> so beware of your comment. If you actually win, I'm going to post it. So, <laughs> so yeah, congratulations. How, how is your pen doing? It's, it's great. I, uh, I have a few other fountain pens. I probably have three or four other ones and uh, this one, my wife and I have both been using, and I love it because it's a lot like a, a pen version of a bullet pencil, because mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of slides right up and fits in your pocket. But it's it's a really nice little machine. Yep, that's great. I, that's one of my all time favorite favorite pens. Yeah. So I have one one last piece of follow up. Um, yep. This was pointed out to me um, to, to note as a correction by a listener, Matt, by email. So remember I was talking about my Mont Blanc last week and I mentioned it was the Mozart. I then started looking around for it and realized it wasn't a Mozart and I put the sh- the link in the show notes to last week's episode, the model that I have. I'm going to call it the Meisterstruck. I'm going to say it like that. Classique. Um, I know I said that wrong, but it looked interesting enough for me to try and say it in that way. Um, I found that and and put it in the notes, but I didn't correct myself on the show. Um, Ah. So uh, thank you for Matt for for helping clarify that in case people were interested. And I've put it back in the show notes again this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm like 90% sure it's the same pen as the one that I have. Although this did have a composer on the box. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, if it was Mozart or not, but I believe it was because it also came with a CD from that composer, and I believe it was Mozart. So I don't really know what oh. the link is. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Matt. Um, Matt's an interesting guy. He lives in Japan and works at a pen shop. I think he works at Atoya in Japan, which is just uh, like an epically large uh, pen store. So and uh, he he reaches out from time to time with all kinds of cool stuff. We've talked uh, sailor pens before. So uh, he's a he's an interesting dude from just the perspective that he's coming from with pins and things like that. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks, Matt. Awesome stuff. So shall we talk about Squarespace and then move on into pencil talk? Let's do it. This episode of the Pen Addict Podcast has been brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website for a free trial and 10% off. You want to use the offer code TALLYHO3. We're in March now. It's going to get you 10% off. Squarespace are constantly making sure that their platform is up to date with new features, new designs, and more support. They have absolutely stunning, fantastic, beautiful, gorgeous templates that you can get started with, and loads of other options, tons of other options, millions of other options. So you can tweak, adjust, and craft your own space online to look exactly as you want. Everything with Squarespace is drag and drop. So as you're adding in content, you can drag and drop them really easily around the page. You can even uh, drag and drop content from your desktop too, if that's something that you want to do. So images and stuff, you can drag them right in. Super easy. Squarespace makes sure that your site automatically looks great on any device because every Squarespace site has its own unique mobile design. You can also easily connect Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, and so many, many more of your favorite web and social services. Squarespace also has their own e-commerce platform, Squarespace Commerce, so you can set up a shop and start selling things, digital and physical goods, in just minutes. And they have all of the tools that you need to make an awesome shopping experience on your site and Squarespace Commerce now comes with any Squarespace plan. Squarespace is super easy to use but if you need any help they have over 70 employees that are dedicated to customer support on their customer care team based in New York City. They have super fast email support throughout the day and night and during the week they're available for live chat too. As I said earlier, you can try out Squarespace for free. There's no credit card required to do this. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. Make sure that you get 10% off and support this show by using the offer code TallyHo3. And just want to mention this again. If you are an engineer or a designer, Squarespace are looking to hire 30 
new people to their team by March 15th. They're inviting potential candidates, which could be you and their spouses, to be New Yorkers for a weekend completely on them if you go and are accepted for an interview. So if you want to go and hang out with the crew over at Squarespace and see what New York has to offer and why Squarespace could be the place for you, go check out beapartofit.squarespace.com. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of 5x5 and the Pen Addict Podcast with Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Thank you, Squarespace. We well, have a pen blog. Of, oh, go ahead, Andy. I want to oh, hear this. Speaking of Squarespace, I uh, I bought a uh, Baron Fig notebook today. They went on sale to the public because I missed the Kickstarter, and uh, I they they have a Squarespace blog, and I was using the uh, the commerce checkout, and that is a smooth experience. I tweeted earlier. I was like, "Wow, this is one of the best e-commerce checkout experiences I've I've had." So I looked in it with Squarespace. It is very, awesome. actually, it's actually very good. Like, yeah, it's it's genuinely very good. Yeah, um, as Brad knows, I'm, and we spoke. Yeah, about I'm ready. To, I'm ready to turn ours on just to see exactly how smooth it is. But just looking at the the setup piece and all of it, um, you know, on the on the back end that we haven't turned up live yet, it is just it. I mean, it's just works right. So, I mean, it's just it's very smooth, very simple. Um, not a lot of fluff. You know, you can go in, make your purchases, and get it done. So that's awesome. That's cool. I look forward to it. All right, so we got the quick note on the pen blog of the week. I wanted to mention this. You would think I would come up with a uh, pencil blog, you know, for our, <laughs> our pencil topic today, but I purposefully didn't. I, I did uh, just do uh, Blyce Tift a couple, um, that's couple a of weeks blog. ago. It is yeah. a great blog. So that's a great pencil-related blog. But I wanted to mention the pessimistic, pessimistic pedant which no one may be familiar with unless you're really <laughs> paying attention um, because this is a gentleman named um, Davey whose blog was called Just Davey B or <laughs> Davey B's blog or something. I don't know. It was something very sp- simple. He changed the name of it. So I wanted to point that out because I've always enjoyed reading his posts because he doesn't necessarily do reviews. But he has so many pens and inks and he has this whole database type system that he rotates through. So every time a pen and an ink changes, he posts it on the on the blog with the pen, a picture of the pen and a writing sample of the ink. And it's it's all like every post is like this. And he's got it, I don't know, the last time he showed it, his collection picture was around 80 or 90 fountain pens. And he literally rotates through everything. So it's cool to watch this blog. Um and see all the great pens that he has and a lot of the ink samples that he uses um, because he, the way he sets up his database, he tries not to like duplicate inks and pens and things like that. He's got some posts where he talks about how he does it. So check that out because if you're a fan of uh, just Davy B's blog, it has changed the URL and we will have it in the show notes. All right, Andy. Yes, sir. How long has Woodclinched been around? Just the, just, you've been, it's been a while, I know. So, from writing about pencils, how long has that been around? Yeah, well, I uh, I actually started um, with pencil things, which used to be a actually they're still around. It's changed hands, I think, but it's a uh, a seller of pencils and erasers and you know things that go with pencils. Um, and I actually bought a sampler pack of pencils from there back in two thousand seven, and I uh, I reviewed it and I put it on my personal blog, and then I. Uh, I emailed the the proprietor at the time, and I was like, "Hey, this is these are really cool. Here's my here's the review I put on my blog." And he was like, "Hey, this is awesome. Do you want to review products for our blog?" I was like, "Heck yeah!" So I uh, I started blogging for uh, pencil things for a while, and uh, that went through some transitions. They kind of phased out the blog, and uh, and he and that proprietor left. So uh, I decided I just kind of wanted to to go go independent if you will and I started Woodclinched um, which of course Woodclinched is the uh, the name of the process uh, by which you sandwich like the wood planks together uh, to mm-hmm. form a pencil over the over the the core um, and that was um, a an Eberhard Faber and the later Faber Castell um, uh, like a trademark they put on the side of the pencil barrel I think I think you mean Faber Castle yes Faber Castle <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to hey. that last night, and I'm like, I have to talk about this at some point so I can <laughs> talk about. I got Fabric- email. I got emails that said, "Hey, you know what? I say it the same way. Fabric Castle, suck it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, it was. I, funny. I started wood clinched, um, and uh, from there, I've just kind of kept going. I've been through some dry periods, changing jobs, and doing stuff where I just couldn't get into it. Where. 
but lately, yeah, I've been trying to keep pretty regular on it. And I, I actually, uh, that led me to meeting uh, Charles Berlsheimer, who runs, who owns Pencils.com. And I, did, I worked there for a little bit, kind of at the beginning when they started selling the Palomino Black Wings, uh, which we'll talk about later. But that was a really fun experience. Um, and Charles is a really great guy. Um, but uh, I'm not there anymore, but I'm still doing wood clenched. Do you cool, do anything cool. else professionally with pencils in the moment, or have you moved on to a different field? Um, I, I work at a web development company, so I do a lot of writing and content strategy and sketching things out a lot. So I, I use pencils professionally, but I don't do anything uh, for pay uh, involving pencils specifically. Okay. Yeah. So now, now, now comes the, bi- the big philosophical question <laughs> that I always get about fountain pens or really mm-hmm. a lot of pens. Mm. Why woodcase pencils? Well, that, that's interesting. I, I, I was trying to think about that, and I have kind of two, two answers to that. I have a philosophical answer, and I have a practical answer. Um, and I actually uh, wrote a guest post on the uh, a website called The Pen Company that was kind of asking that same question. So, um, so probably like a lot of people, um, people use fountain pens as sort of a tribute to, you know, to the old days, uh, to to technologies gone by, to, uh, you know, people who like shave with a straight razor, drive a manual transmission car, something like that. Uh, I really like it because it's kind of a pure expression of writing. Um, pencils are interesting, specifically woodcase pencils, because they really are not that much different than like, you know, taking a charred stick and writing on the side of like a cave wall, um, mm-hmm. like a caveman might do. Um, obviously, it's been kind of refined and and made more efficient and, you know, made better to hold. But it's really that's kind of the simplest way you can put a mark down somewhere. So uh, that's kind of my, my philosophical answer. I really like that it's just a very basic form of writing. It's, it's, really, it's really pure. Um, so uh, the practical answer is because the way that I generally write uh, longhand nowadays is uh, I make lists, I make scribbles, um, I make little notes to myself. I might erase, some, I might erase something and put it back. Uh, and really, pencils are just better for that. Um, obviously, with a pen, you can, you know, you can cross something out, and they have those really. I don't know how you guys feel about those paper-made erasable pens, but I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty poor. Yeah, and uh, in fact, I think PaperMade even came out with uh, um, an, oh, what was it called? It was like an ink pencil or something like that. A Sharpie did it, and it was. One of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I remember of, that. <laughs> it was one of one of the worst products. <laughs> It was in the well, past decade. Liquid pencil, that's what it was called, yeah. Yeah, the Sharpie liquid pencil. <laughs> so so practically, I just kind of realized that after uh, going into a job where I, um, you know, where I was using computer to do most of my writing, um, most of the writing that I did longhand was really well suited for a pencil. So, and I've, I mean, I've been using pencils since I was a kid. My mom was a kindergarten teacher, so we had a lot of, you know, art supplies and pencils laying around the house. Um, oh. And I had those, I don't know if you guys remember Yikes pencils or not. No. Um, those were uh, made by the Barrel Company back in the 90s, and it, they were, like, brightly colored. Um, they had, like, little doodles. I don't know if they made them at the UK, Mike, but they were, they were really cool. I actually wrote a post about that. Uh, Yikes. Oh, uh, my Yikes. word. I loved those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, it's it's interesting because I I wrote about that a couple years ago, and uh, I guess a lot of people our age, uh, kind of late twenties, early thirties, started searching for them, uh, and then hit my blog. So now, when you type in Yikes pencils, that's like I come up right at the top. Yeah, that's how I just found this article is by googling yeah. Yikes pencils. <laughs> they used to have erasers that looked kind of like the. Uh, Oh, those derby hats? Yeah, the little derby hats. Yeah, yep. I have a picture one in there like that. Yeah, so they had so, fa- they had a fountain pen as well. Um, they did. Yeah, they made a fountain pen that I adored as a kid, and now really? I need to try and find it. Yeah, <laughs> if you can uh, find a picture of that or something, send it to me. I would be really interested in trying to find one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so yeah, the, so yeah anyhow, this is it. The Yikes fountain pen of all knowledge. That's that was the name of the product, the Yikes Fountain Pen of all knowledge. Yeah, that's awesome. That was what it was called. <laughs> and it, oh man, it's on eBay. And it, I it, wonder, Oh man, I need one of these. Oh wow, look at that thing. I wonder if this is just a UK thing because I do not remember anything about this. 
Huh. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Darn it, we're talking about pens when I'm supposed to be talking about pencils. <laughs> so it's back. Exactly. So I, I I'm a I, I've liked pencils a lot in the past, but really only when I kind of graduated college and starting started just writing longhand to make notes and little little you know temporary things. Uh, I really you know I really found kind of really got back into pencils. And as I'm sure we'll talk about, there's a huge, huge difference between like a nice pencil and, you know, those, those things you get from Office Depot for, you know, a dollar for a 24 pack or something. Right. And I think that's probably what, you know, anyone who's not, you know, deep into it like yourself or, or you know, or is not into this pen world where they're seeing some of this crossover and some of these really, you know, super nice pencils and things that are available these days, you know, like y'all talking about growing up with the, the, the Yikes pencils, I grew up. It was either, you know, you had your basic number two that you had to have for your test. And the only other pencils that I used were when, like, the um, when the football season started. And I got the the pack of all the team pencils. That was, like, the coolest thing <laughs> ever. Mm, yeah. But that's yep. just, like, the super, super El Cheapo pencils. But nowadays, I mean, it's buying a nice pencil. It's, like, it's almost like buying a fine wine. There's so many characteristics that are involved in each pencil from the you know the wood and the lead hardness and the shape and the barrel design and and, and oh, yeah. the other features so talk talk about like talk about like what makes for a good quality pencil and we're not talking about like you said then you know the number two you know that you can just go grab off the office depot shelf like right what is what's what's so special about the more specialty pencils sure well um it's funny you say you compared it to a fine wine because uh, one of the like like with wine, you know, one of the first things you do to do that is you t- you sniff it and you kind of see what the scent is like. Um, a really nice pencil is probably made out of incense cedar, um, California incense cedar. It's called, and uh, it smells really good. Um, it smells like those if you have like those those coat hangers that you put in your closet for your suit uh, that just kind of makes everything smell like cedar. Uh, mm-hmm. If you I'm- if you yeah, if you sniff your pencil, uh, it should be like that. You might look a little weird. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sniffing. I'm sniffing my pencils right now. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you can't. You can't get, quite get high off it like you would sniffing a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, Mike, I, I did. I sent you a, a care package of some of those pencils. I don't know if you had a chance to use any of them or not. Yeah, I've used a few. What did you What did you notice about maybe some of the differences between those and some of the ones you might buy from? A big box store. So I tell you the ones that I've used because I've got them here. I've got mm-hmm. four. So the uh, Palomino Blackwin 602, mm-hmm. the Helix Oxford Premium Grade, mm. the California Republic Golden Bear, and the the, tri- the triangular one. Yeah, the triangular one, mm-hmm. and the General's Semi Hex. They're the four that I used. And I think the interesting thing that I found, especially in the Blackwing and the the Golden Bear, was mm-hmm. how soft they felt and smooth oh, yeah. to use. And that was maybe kind of a new experience where like one like the Oxford Premium Grade feels more like the pencil I used in school. Yeah. And it was I found that was the kind of the most interesting thing of the four that I used. Because I kind of just picked a selection of ones that looked interesting to me, mm-hmm. and sharpened them, which was a strange <laughs> Did you experience. Have a yeah, I, I, I have an, a sharpener that I got in my Art Snack subscription, which I was very lucky that I had because, like, huh. I don't know if I have a pencil sharpener, but I do. And uh, it was it it transported me back to being in school because of the smell. Oh yeah, the smell of sharpening a pencil, um, and so. I just, I just don't, I just can't imagine using pencils every day. Like it's just, and it's kind of just like, you know, how I'm sure there are so many people that are like, I can't even imagine thinking about any sort of pen the way you think about pens, Mike, you're insane. But (laughs) there's just, I don't know, there's just something about pencils where it's like, these are perfectly nice, but they feel to me like a tool for a specific job. Yeah. And and they're really, I mean, one of the things I really like about them, um, you know, just even even a really good quality pencil like the Blackwing, um, which which you were talking about, you know, they're they're so inexpensive. So you have to think of it more like, let's say, like the fountain pen cartridge rather than the actual fountain pen. 
it's just all kind of you know built right in there. I guess like a like a disposable pen, like a really nice disposable pen or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're the they are the the refill. Yeah, you can get like um, you know, like pencil holders or something like that that has a really nice barrel that you can stick stick lead into, um, or like a really nice mechanical pencil. But yeah, the wood pencils definitely are um, kind of something you have to think about as a like disposable as a commodity because. Like, you know, a nice fountain pen, I have a really nice Estabrook from the 30s. And, uh, you know, if I take good care of that, can, that can last me another 70 years or so. Uh, a pencil, if I keep on using it, no matter how good a care I take, care, I take of it, you know, that thing's going to wear out eventually. So uh, it's, it's definitely kind of, uh, kind of esoteric. Like, it's definitely not going to be there uh, all of my life, <laughs> which, is, which is one of the, another, I guess, a philosophical reason why I like it. But... Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and there's just so many different colors and shapes. Um, you know, there's round ones, there's triangular ones, which I really like. Uh, there's there those hexagonal ones. Um, a lot of them have like a really nice, like dark lacquer on it. Um, for some reason, America kind of got like a, um, like a weird reputation where most of our pencils are yellow. Uh, most of the time around the world, um, that's not the case. Like, you know, if you look at all the, the Faber-Castell pencils, um, Statler pencils and a lot of the ones from the UK, they're, they're lots of different bright colors. So I think it's really visually appealing too. Yeah, I think the the last thing I want to use in is a yellow pencil these days when in trying yeah. out these. I don't I don't know that I don't know that there's a, a yellow pencil in in my house other than, you know, maybe in the kids' backpack from school and I'm not even sure that they have any, but Yeah. Um I, I think you made a good point about using the pencils and that's you know, it's not going to last you a lifetime. You know, it's mm-hmm. going, it's made to be used. You're going to go through it and it's, you know, more of a, a, it's a, you know, quality disposable writing instrument. And for, you know, that kind of hits one of the points that I have with why maybe I don't use pencils so much is the lack of portability. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, from wood case pencils, I don't feel like good just throwing them in my backpack just because I'm weird that way. Well, but no, I, mean, I shouldn't probably think of it that way. I should probably just do it because you know what? I have, you know, I just bought a dozen. I got 11 more sitting over there <laughs> and, you know, use the pencil and, and go well, for it. Well, you can buy, um, I know JetPen sells one, um, a little cap to put on the end of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I agree. I usually, you know, keep some pencils in my home desk, keep some pencils in my work desk. Uh, and I don't transport them a lot because, you know, those points, I mean, if you have a good sharpener, those points are sharp. Um, and then also you, it can also, you know, get the inside of your bag dirty or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you can get a cap for them if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's always something like bullet pencils, which we hopefully can talk about a little bit later where you can just kind of, you know, cap it and then put it in your pocket. So what, you know, specifically talking now about some of your favorite pencils, like what are the characteristics like of the wood, of the lead, you know, what is, is making a good pencil for Andy? Mm. Um, I like the ones, so we should probably uh, briefly touch on the hardness scale of pencils to kind of lead into that. So I, um, you know, the the pencil scale, um, a lot of people are familiar with like number two pencils. Um, You know, there's also, you know, number three pencils, there's number two and a half, there's number one pencils. Um, But that is the the U.S. system of scaling. Um, The the nicer pencils use the European grade. and, you know, pencils are made from a combination of graphite and uh, wax. And, you know, the, the, the difference in pencils, uh, in pencil hardness is, you know, there may be more wax in a softer pencil. There may be more graphite in a harder pencil. And they, um, they measure them in um, H and B grades. So H for hardness, B for blackness. Uh, so going down the spectrum, you go H, 2H, 3H, 4H, 5H. And these pencils are harder. There's more graphite. Uh, but they're also lighter. Um, I'm, don't worry, I'm actually all leading up to something. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the uh, softer you go, uh, you go B, 2B, 3B, 4B, all the way up to like you know 8B or 9B. Uh, that's super soft and smooth, but it's also super black. That's what the B stands for, black. Mm-hmm. Um, so most most writers, uh, and I don't do a lot of sketching and drawing with my pencils. I do a lot of writing. Uh, most writers like something around the HB range that's like perfectly balanced right in the middle. And most of the pencils that you find 
will be that. Uh, a number two pencil is an HB pencil, is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I generally tend to prefer something between an HB and let's say like a 2B, um, something that's uh, just really balanced and something that's a little bit softer and blacker, just because I don't press down super hard. Um, uh, so I really like the, um, as, as Mike very astutely pointed out, um, the Palomino Blackwing and the, uh, the Golden Bear are um, a little bit darker in that line. Uh, I really like those. Those are actually, uh, when I was coming up with my top five favorite pencils, those are my two favorites. So, Mike, uh, I, I think we're on well. the same page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I like those a lot. Uh, the Blackwing is very smooth and very dark. And, of course, like the Secret Recipe, uh, a really good pencil will, will be plenty dark while still being you know hard so you don't have to keep sharpening it. You're not breaking the point. Um, so I think they do a really good job of kind of hitting that. So that's, that's the kind of pencil I really like. I like, uh, triangular pencils a lot. Um, there's not a lot of really good ones on the market anymore. Uh, Rhodia, uh, which, you know, has the Exaclair note or the, the notepads, uh, they, they have a branded pencil that's, that's triangular and really nice. Um, and I think Brad, probably that, uh, grip 2001 you were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. That's probably, that's triangular, right? Yeah, and actually, yeah. I thought it was a little bit uh, smaller in diameter, like than compared to like the six o Blackwing six o two, and I actually like the little bit wider d- diameter of the of the Blackwing. I felt like I would think I would like a triangular pencil, but a little bit mm-hmm. larger uh, barrel diameter um, yeah. than the than the two thousand one. So, so actually, on my list is something that's a really good compromise for that. It's made by Ticonderoga, which is mm-hmm. you know your classic classic pencil that you can find in a store. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out the Triconderoga. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's triangular and it's larger. Um, in fact, okay. it's quite a bit larger than a Blackwing, but it's a, uh, and it has like a really soft kind of rubbery grip on it. Okay. Um, it's part parts of it aren't great quality, like the ferrule, which is the I actually have no idea if I say that right. It's the uh, middle part that attaches the eraser to the pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes off a lot. I actually had a conversation with the uh, Ticonderoga uh, Twitter account about that, but. Um, huh. Yeah, that, that comes off a lot, but the pencil is really nice. And cool. it is kind of a pain to sharpen, though, because it's hard to find a sharpener you can fit it into. That's true. I didn't um, consider that. But yeah, those, but, the, those are kind of the qualities of my favorite pencils. So is there, is there a, such a thing as a smoothness grade, or is that incorporated into the lead hardness, darkness grades? Because you'll notice that some pens or s- pencils are smoother, and mm. a lot have more a more gritty feedback. Is that just the manufacturer and you know the the types of materials that they're using? Is just kind of a manufacturer specific, or is there any is there anything yeah. to to that? Yeah, there, that's really and even those pencil grades I was talking about are not none of that is regulated. Uh, everything's just kind of like you know people just kind of take a guess and just check the formula. But but mostly that ties into um, ties into that hardness scale. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if it's smoother, generally it's probably softer. Um, whereas if it's grittier, kind of toothier is the word that I often use. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that one that one is generally going to be a little bit harder. But it really depends on the manufacturer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and trying trying some of these pencils, like when the Blackwing came out, you know, I I just you know, I mean, I had to try it just because I'd heard so much about it, and yeah. I'd never realized that a pencil could be so smooth. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of eye-opening <laughs> a little bit from someone who really almost zero experience with pencils." You know, just using you know whatever whatever you f- can find and pick up, and yeah. um, trying and, something a little bit nicer like that was is like, "Wow, these are different in a good way." Yeah, and, and some of that it could also be like if some if something's a little bit grittier, sometimes that even has to do with how well it's sandwiched within the wood, the um, the lead. Like if it's like super well put in there, it uh, won't kind of vibrate and shake around a lot while you're drawing dragging it across the paper. Oh, so you know that can often you know play a little bit role in that too. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that you kind of you alluded to it just a second ago. Some of your favorites. Let's talk. Let's talk about your favorites. Like you know, give me like you said. Maybe you have a top five. Tell me. Tell me what they are and and why. And then and why you know one is better than the or one you prefer more than another one. Sure. Well, I I, I think my top favorite is and I I am just listing the pencils that are available now. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of sure. pencils that aren't that aren't made that that I like, but um. The uh, yeah, that's, a whole, that's a whole other show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Vintage pencils could take up so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the uh, the Palomino Golden Bear, um, the one that I sent you, Mike, is the triangular one, and unfortunately that's not made anymore. Uh, but the Golden Bear has been wrapped under the Palomino line by Pencils.com. It's kind of confusing the way that branding works, but I like that because it is good, great quality for the price you pay. You pay like two fifty for a dozen, and they're really good quality. It's like a little bit better than a like a Dixon Ticonderoga which often is kind of the standard by which I list things. So I think that's my favorite. Uh, and there's a really beautiful blue color on them, too. Um, I like the Palomino Blackwing 602 a lot, the newly released, or the new, the new Blackwings that came out. Um, and it, that is the one that is the hardest of the Blackwings. Uh, there's also a Blackwing Classic and a Blackwing Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, both of which are a lot softer. Uh, but this one is kind of the best writing pencil. And it looks like the original... Eberhard Faber Black Wings, which I really like. And that's a little bit salty. That's that's 20 bucks a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the General Semi-Hex. Um, that's made by the General Pencil Company, which is just one of a couple pencils still manufactured in the U.S. Um, that's a really good classic yellow pencil. Um, it writes really well. It, the semi-hex means that it, you know, it's hexagonal, but the the ends are the corners are rounded a little bit, so it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, I actually kind of like the Helix Oxford, uh, which Mike was using. Uh, that's a British pencil. Um, actually, I don't know if it's manufactured in the UK, but I know the company's based out of the UK. Um, it's uh, it has yeah, Helix. Um, Helix is what we use in schools. Helix. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's a very like basic pencil-y pencil. They not make like for drawing. All yeah. school supplies like Helix are just everywhere for school supplies. Well, mm. at least they were when I was growing up. I had like a Helix protractor, and like, mm. and it's not just you buy them for schools. Like they are in schools. Like they're they're supplied directly to schools as well. That's cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a standard. It's a very sort of standard kit. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I really like the pink wood on it. I actually I don't know what kind of wood that is, but. It's uh, it has kind of a pinkish hue, and it is a little bit toothier and uh, and grittier. But I, you know, sometimes sometimes I like that. Sometimes I think that you know, depending on the paper I'm using, that feels good. So, so that that pink wood again is normal for me to see as a pencil. If I look at <laughs> uh-huh. that, and that's a pencil. That's cool. Yeah, I I learned about them when I worked at uh, pencil things. They sent me they sent me a couple of them, and uh, I didn't realize they had a whole line of just school supplies. That's cool. And then uh, the last one on my list is that Triconderoga, which I talked about. Okay. Um, that's a, just a nice big grip pencil, and it, it, it looks very distinctive, too. So let's, talk, let's talk about the Blackwing specifically for a second. So I think yeah. the, the Blackwing as a product on its own right now, I think is it kind of stands on its own. There's a, it's a Blackwing pencil, and it's high-quality and it's you know great performance and it looks great but there's this whole I, I wrote in the show notes yeah i wrote this whole mythology around it and it reminds me of like the moleskin marketing like it's yeah. it's almost like is it's almost oh, yeah. like too good to be true type this mythos that has been created and lifted this brand um just by this whole true or not true <laughs> in, in in probably both black wings and, and moleskins cases yeah. um stories behind it and and what what's your take just from the his, not the current pencil in like its current form yeah. i think it i think it stands on its own but just like the history of the name and is like is that a big deal for um it, it seems like it, it causes a lot of consternation in the in the pencil community yeah it's it's interesting because it, it does get kind of political about that um so, so the Blackwing, the uh, Palomino Blackwing, I should say, is kind of a mm. a relaunch, a revamp by Pencils.com uh, of uh, by California Cedar, who runs Pencils.com, of the uh, Eberhard Faber Blackwing, mm-hmm. uh, which was a pencil that was started to make made in the 30s uh, and went was being manufactured all the way through to the 90s, um, and it's really distinctive. It has a um, kind of a rectangular uh, ferrule and a rectangular eraser on it that's being held in by a clip so you can actually pull the eraser out a little bit and kind of clip it back so you you have a really great eraser so that original pencil um, got kind of famous just because it it was it was mentioned in like memoirs by Stephen Sondheim he was a big big or big user of this pencil um, 
it's it's attributed to a to being used by a lot of authors and celebrities, and some of them are documented, and some of them are a little bit more sketchily so. Um, but they they went out of business kind of suddenly in 1998. Uh, the machine that broke that made the ferrule broke uh, is the uh, the reason that they gave for not manufacturing these anymore. So uh, all of a sudden, the price people would sell them on eBay. People would hoard them and sell them on eBay for like like literally forty dollars a pencil. It was wow. Really, really salty. Um, I actually, when I started pencil blogging and, and collecting, I, I bought a few of them just because I, I had to know. Um, and I wrote a review on my blog. Um, it's called the Realist Review of the Blackwing. And <laughs> I mean, I, I mentioned that it was it was indeed a really good pencil, but it was not worth forty dollars. It was just sure. you know nothing. <laughs> no wooden pencil is worth forty dollars unless you know unless it's of significance you know to you or you know if if it's worth it to you then then sure. Um, but I, I know back in uh, in 2010 or 11, I can't actually remember, which is which is pretty bad. Um, California Cedar, uh, basically, oh, uh, Eberhard Faber, which was later bought by Faber-Castell or merged with them, um, they let the trademark lapse, the Blackwing, the Blackwing trademark, um, and uh, Pencils.com picked it up um, and kind of started started using that and manufactured um, their own Blackwing. It's the Palomino Blackwing. Uh, which Palomino is the brand of a uh, of a uh, another pencil that they make that's really good. Um, so anyhow, it's they picked it back up. Uh, it went out to uh, it was the classic. They they released it. Everybody loved it. It's a big deal. Uh, boing boing, like really mainstream, like kind of internet culture blogs picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know uh, Mark Frauenfelder is a big fan. So people, yeah, yeah people love it. Um, it's and, and it was very very soft. Um, the they released the Blackwing 602, which looks almost identical to the original. Uh, the first Blackwing that Pencils.com released uh, changed up. They changed up the look a little bit. Uh, the 602 was released. It was more for writers than for sketchers. Um, they found uh, or drawers, and um, then after that, they kind of completed that out with the Blackwing Pearl, uh, which is a white pencil and is somewhere kind of in the middle. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I've used the it, the six hundred two and the pearl. I, I I definitely like the six hundred two just to, from a writing experience. Yeah, and and I mean, take it as you will. It's a it's a really good pencil, independent of the kind of the marketing behind it. Um, right. That's what I was it, trying to separate. It's 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 there is actual substance behind. Ab- absolutely. And this pencil. I, I know. I mean, it's it's made in pretty small batches in Japan. Uh, I think that's why. Um, why it costs a little, uh, like quite a bit more than other pencils. But if you are somebody who is serious about using wooden pencils and you really want some cool ones and you want some that are really just definitely conversation starters, uh, a Palomino Blackwing is a really good one to buy. I um, I gave a few of mine to a friend who runs a winery and uh, he ended up buying a bunch more and uh, they they got stolen off the desk like crazy. <laughs> People just just love those and would take them home. So yeah. From a writing experience, mm-hmm. how do you sharpen these things? What's the best? <laughs> What's the best way? I'm having a challenge with that right now. On how do I want to to to, to have the best writing experience? Yeah, tell tell me. You don't have to go crazy on it, but like, sure. what do you, what do people look for in a sharpers? Because I I've tried some that have come recommended, like the. Uh, I think it's actually the the Palomino, like the two. I gosh, I don't know what the name of it is. I didn't bring it, but it's got the two. It's got the long point and oh, the short yeah. point. Yeah, one, the two and, stage sharpener. Yeah, and I can't even use that. I, I I'm it's, doing something wrong or something, but I, I have a hard time with sharpeners. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's a that is a long point sharpener, so you get a really long, really sharp point with that, and it is a little bit difficult to do. You have to put, you know, you have to sharp. Basically, you sharpen the wood with one of them, and then you sharpen the point with the other with the other hole. Uh, I actually, when I worked at Pencils.com, I I created a a video about how to use it properly, um, and I'll I'll send you the link for that for your show notes. But um, it's that's that's a good one. Um, I actually most every day I use uh, what's called the classroom friendly pencil sharpener. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a twenty dollars sharpener. Um, it's a it's it's not. I don't think it was a Kickstarter, but it's just an independent guy who made them. Um, it gives you a really really nice razor sharp tip. Um, yeah. I think. Brad, did that, did you? That's the one I. That's the one I ended up buying. Yeah, I think I remember an Instagram that you posted of just that that point that you got on the end of it. Um, yeah. The thing I don't like about it is that it leaves uh, tooth marks from the grip on your pencil, right. and so it kind of, it kind of looks like you've been chewing it. But 
at work, I actually take a, a half of a post-it note and I wrap it around the pencil where it, it goes into the sharpener. Mm-hmm. So the grip actually grips down on the paper rather than the pencil itself, and that protects it a lot more. Okay. Uh, yeah, it does leave like little teeth marks on there. On some of the pencils, you can't really see it, but on some of them, it does bother me. Yeah, and people will be like, "Oh, are you chewing on your pencils?" I'm like, "No, I would never do that." <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a Do you have like a on the go hand sharpener that you prefer? Yeah, like I, small. I, I like the um, just like a plain old uh, Kum. Um, I, and I don't know if it's Kum or if it's Kum. It's K U M. I say Kum. Um, yeah, they, they're cool. kind of the the standard in, in pencils, and I just, I just have a little one that's um, that's in something called an uh, oh, what is it called in an ellipsis, an ellipse. Um, it's basically just like a little uh, kind of oval football-shaped uh, sharpener that I just throw in my bag. And that gives me like okay. a medium tip. It's pretty nice. Okay, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I don't do a whole lot of sharpening while I'm writing because um, I, I don't press super hard. Um, but I do, you know, after I, you know, use it, I'll polish it up and sharpen mm-hmm. it a lot more. Yeah. Now, now, what about erasers? Do you use the the, for lack of a better term, the built-in eraser, or do you <laughs> carry uh, separate erasers with you? Um, I I generally use the built-in one if I'm using one. There's you can you know a lot of people like untipped pencils, or mm-hmm. I mean I guess it's called a tip pencil, but not tipped with an eraser. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people like those, and they like to carry their own sharpeners. But I generally you know just use the one that's built in. Um, I actually have one that JetPen sent me to review that I need to even open and try out, but it's a uh, basically like a plastic eraser. Um, it's, okay. it's made of like a latex and it's supposed to erase much more smoothly. Um, I think on my blog I did a review, uh, The Great Eraser Race, where I just reviewed a bunch of erasers next to each other and uh, I like those latex plasticky ones better than mm-hmm. the rubber ones generally. Yeah, I think even though I, I'm trying to use pencils more, I still find myself scratching out <laughs> like I do yeah. with a pen or something. Yeah. I end up not, not using any eraser at all. I'll just scratch it out, which is like, well, that's dumb. It's kind of <laughs> built, to, yeah. built to actually be erased. So you, w- one more thing I want I wanted to talk about. Were, were you going to say something? Oh, no. Uh, I was just going to say uh, they have those erasers that you, it's like kneadable. They're like little pieces of clay. Oh, yeah. And I sometimes like to use those, but just because I like to fidget with things. It's like silly. I know. Yeah. I remember growing up, my grandfather was an artist growing up, and he, those things were everywhere. I love those things. So one more thing I want to I talk about, and it's because it, it's, some, it's a design that I love so much, and I, I just can't get into using it, but it's the bullet pencils. And, yeah, and yeah. you and I have talked about this, and, you know, like I have the, uh, the Midori bullet pencil, like the copper, I guess, or brass bullet pencil. Yeah. And it's one of the coolest, most beautiful designs ever in my opinion pen pencil regardless but yeah. i mean this is a real historic design too i mean this is what you know people were using back in the god in the early 1900s i don't know if it goes back further than that just oh, yeah you know uh, 1890s i think it, it started off they actually like literally made pencils out of bullet casings uh during mm-hmm. some uh some wars it's the south african wars that uh the uk was involved in uh england and uh uh eventually uh princess mary would hand out uh, these pens as gifts for soldiers, um, which was super interesting. Uh, there's a blog that has some pictures of this that are they're really neat. Um, they were kind of repurposed in the like 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s um, as advertising pencils. Uh, if you owned a business, a lot with agriculture and with uh, with kind of farm stuff. If you had a business, you you know print your logo and your phone number on the side of it, and you give it to farmers, uh, and they'll use it out in the fields where they use their you know their field notebooks, the original mm-hmm. field notebooks. Yep. Um, so so those kind of disappeared. Like there's so many super cool ones out there on eBay. Um, I like to get some of the ones that have like. Um, uh, like souvenir plate souvenirs from places, uh, San Francisco, mm. uh, you know, Orlando, Florida, stuff like that. Um, and and you cannot find them anymore. They just they just don't make them anymore. Um, the with one or two exceptions, uh, that Midori one you're talking about mm-hmm. is being made. And and I actually am holding one right now. I, I carry it in my pocket all the time, and I mm-hmm. love it. It's it's great. I, I'm really glad that they that I got one of these. And then do you yeah. use the stock the stock pencil refills for that, um, or do you? So- so far, I just got it probably uh, a month ago, and I have mm-hmm. not gone through that stock yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm told uh, a friend of mine, a uh, fellow pencil blogger, says that uh, not too many other pencils will fit into that kind of casing there. Um, so okay. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I know. I mean, I, it's a really good wood pencil, just the way it is from Adori. So I may even just yeah. go to Jet Pens and get get a, a refill pack. Cool. Yeah. 
it's a it's a good pencil. Yeah, they're they're hard to find, and it's definitely a collector's item. If you go on eBay and find a bullet pencil, uh, or if you flea market or antique or something like that, you can you can probably chances are they'll have a couple of these at least. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Andy, this has been a spectacular episode. It's been a good learning experience for me, um, and I know Mike Mike as well with uh, the pencils you sent him. And uh, 100%, yeah, yeah. I I'm. I'm attached to <laughs> pencils and I have to find a way I'm attached to like, you know, I mean, it's a, just like fountain pens. It's a classic writing experience. Yeah. And there's so many options out there and, you know, trying to go through, you know, finding out, you know, what's good for me. And I, I'm really starting to force myself, which isn't much of a force. I'm enjoying it to, to <laughs> use more wood case pencils and, and you know, reading your blog and all the other you know, pencil blogs out there, there's a good um, number of them. And it, it's been, it's it's like when I started uh, with pens, trying to discover you know about Japanese gel ink pens. I mean, there's this whole world out there that's just really, really deep past the uh, the very stuff at the top stuff at the surface. So I, I appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on, and it it's uh, it was awesome to have you and we'll, i think we'll have to have you back again to uh to answer more of my silly questions about pencils. Oh, no, I, I would love that i love talking about pencils as my my friends and co-workers will attest <laughs> yes yes i, I think, think we, Andy, we can I'm, all get that i'm happy to to ordain you as the official pencil correspondent of the pen Addict podcast now yes yes nice. do i get do i get a, a pin or something some sort of badge or some description <laughs> yeah we'll make badges <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else, Mike? That's it for me. Andy, where can people find you? Where can they keep in touch with you? Um, they can go to woodclinch.com. That's W-O-O-D-C-L-I-N-C-H-E-D.com. Um, or I'm on Twitter. Uh, somebody else actually has the Woodclinch handle, which I am i can't get a hold of them to try to get it back from them. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm at uh, A. Wellfley. That's A-W-E-L-F-L-E on uh, Twitter. Awesome. Brad, you can find his stuff over at penaddict.com. And he's also at Dowdyism on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. If you want to find the show notes for this episode, of which there are many, you can go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 96. And me and Brad will be back next week. Thanks again to Andy for joining us. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>